Welcome to the Dark Points Podcast, where we talk about everything data center, information technology, cybersecurity, and more. I'm William Sellers, one of Dark Point Solutions Architects and one of your hosts. And I'm Michael Faisley, Dark Point Cybersecurity Manager and one of your hosts. This is Dark Point's podcast number 96 from Monday, December 12, 2023. In this podcast, we talk about tech-related gifts for your holiday buying season. These gifts range from general purpose tech stocking stuffers to something for the data center engineer. All this and more on this Dark Point's podcast. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are the speaker's own and do not necessarily represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Dark Points or a guest's employer. And welcome to the to the Dark Points podcast, Michael. Hey, well, how's it going? It's going well. It's just the two of us today. Just the two of us. Yeah. Um. So today we're going to do something slightly different, although not really different. We've actually done this before in the past. Um. I don't think we did it last year for some reason. Maybe we were uh, slacking off or something. But we did it the previous year or years. And. For this podcast, it's going to be, kind of be a special edition, right? This is a little extra since it is Christmas season, right? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going to talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about Christmas gifts for 2023 that are kind of tech related, right? Maybe if you're an IT person or have an IT person in in your you know significant other, this would be kind of maybe some suggestions that we have that might yeah. be might be cool so we've got a long list it doesn't even really have to be an it person just somebody who's interested in in technology right they they think it's cool or could really benefit from from some of the tech and in this stuff yeah some of the some of the things that we have on our list i will say all the things on we list on the all the things on the list are definitely sort of tech but you don't have to be like a data center guy to actually take take uh, use of these or appreciate these some of mine pretty much are kind of like for the data center slash it person but let's get into it all right we're going to start with you michael all right so let me i'm going to do something also i'm going to share my screen so now we can see what we're talking about so michael tell us about the first one on your list Yeah. So what I tried to do with this list is put a little bit of something for everybody. Um, You know, whether you're uh, somebody who's, who's into fitness or uh, somebody that could just use something for their home. So I I tried to grab a little, little something for everybody. And the first thing on the list is smart goggles. Uh, These are for swimmers, obviously. Um, One of the really cool, Cool things here is for anybody who swims in open water, and and basically what these goggles do, it's it's a heads up display within your goggles that uh, they do uh, obviously uh, distance, right? How 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 far you you swam, but it'll also detect your stroke. There's actually um, on the side of the goggles a sensor. Uh, that will detect your arm movement and know whether you're doing uh, breaststroke or freestyle or butterfly right right there um, where it says AI and motion sensors. That'll detect your stroke. <laughs> of course, we have to get AI into everything now. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and then this, this, of course, integrates with, you know, a lot of your popular health apps like Strava or Apple Health uh, to, to import that information. And there's also a premium feature uh like you can do a, a year trial uh if, if, if you want um but 
It includes things like workouts. So if you are going to the pool and you're like, oh, I don't really know what I want to do, you can, excuse me, subscribe to these premium features and it'll tell you, all right, you're going to warm up with, you know, maybe a hundred free and then we're going to get into, you know, some, some, some type of pre-programmed workout. So I thought this was a pretty cool one for anybody who uh, enjoys swimming you know, again, whether you're you're in a pool swimming laps or uh, you know potentially doing some some open water swimming, uh, so definitely for your your people that are a little bit more like fitness minded, specifically with swimming. Now that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I actually have looked at these. So last, I don't know if it was this summer, maybe earlier this summer, I was you know kind of going back to the gym, so to speak, and yeah. uh, swimming is great exercise, right? I mean, it works out everything and i um i was looking at different tech you know <laughs> what are the most tech centric goggles on the market and these came up and they actually are really cool uh yeah. i would just use them in the pool because i don't know where here in louisiana would we go open water swimming <laughs> um yeah. i mean there's really no place in Louisiana to open water swim. And if you did, you're going to see like eels and catfish and stuff like this. So eh, maybe not, but uh, no, that's really cool. I, I, I like these. And I think if I would, I would definitely use these here in the pool, you know, and, and I think it would get use out of it, but um, very cool. All right, let's move on to the next one. The next one is drum roll. Whoops. There we go. All right. The meta quest. So the two has been out for a while and the three like just came out. Um, very cool technology been around for, for a decent amount of time. Um, I'll cover a couple of the differences between the two and the three because inevitably when you have multiple versions of something, people are always like, well, okay, well what's, what's the difference, right? Yeah. Why should I go with the new version or should I go with the new version? Um, a few of the things with the three, uh, the three is much more slimmed down. I think they said it's like 40% of, of the, um, the width of, of the two. So just from like a balance and weight perspective on, on your head, the three is supposed to be a a big upgrade. Mm Um, better camera. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of with any new version of a uh, phone or, or um, uh, you know, augmented reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest improvements with the three is the mixed reality feature where <clears throat> you can be sitting in your room. Actually, one of the examples that they have is it'll show like your living room as it is mm-hmm. on the table in front of you. You can build Lego. Oh, that's right. cool. So, um, it, here's here's a perfect example of it uh, that that they were about to show. But you'll this see one? your hang on. You'll see yeah, you'll see your room as it is, but on top of you know, say a table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a Dungeons and Dragons game that you can play, or Lego, or chess, or or something like that. Gotcha. So the mixed reality uh, features, you know, kind of novel. Uh, for the three, not not for the two. Yeah, so the, the three actually has these cameras up here, like you were just saying. And I think this is actually really, really cool because with the two, 
as well as other augmented reality devices, not augmented reality, but, but headsets, you're, yeah, you're kind of yeah. like looking at a screen that's just right in front of your face, right? Which is fine and all, but this one, the thing I like about these new generation of, um, of, of metaverse type headsets are you can actually see what's in front of you. So if you're walking around your house, you can see, yeah. you can see what's in front of you. So that gives you a whole thing. Right. And then if you're like at a dinner party or something like that, you pop these on and no one will know you're wearing it. And you can like hang conversations with people and they, people won't think you're a nerd or anything. Right. Well, kind of the cool thing in, in my mind for mixed reality. Um, and this is going to get better with time, of course, is like, it's very, um, it has a lot of applications outside of just like, Ooh, I want to play a game right? or, or I want, or I want to immerse myself inside some type of environment that I'll never go to. Right. Like climbing to the top of a mountain peak or something like that. It, it has mixed reality has a ton of practical applications for learning trades or, um, you know, surgery or, you know, like all, all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about the future of what, what that has to hold. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I totally, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go on. No, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I totally agree with you that, you know, the gaming aspect of this is school. And I think a lot of people do, you know, that's kind of their first glance as they look at it for gaming and recreation. But I will say this, I mean, if you're doing, uh, any type of learning, and I think there'll be more more applications that are geared for learning with these type of devices uh, in the future. So things like, th there was an example here on the website where someone was playing the piano, right? So they're actually sitting in front of their, in front of their piano at home or keyboard or whatever, and they're actually seeing, you know, the notes, you know, and maybe doing a virtual uh, lesson. I think that is amazing. The other thing is I've seen this with, with older generations of headsets is um, just things like, you know, if you want to visit the Louvre or you want to go to a museum and have a guided tour, you know, obviously I will say it's always best to actually physically go to the museum or go to the Louvre, but if you can't, or if like you wake up Saturday morning and like, I want to see what's going on in the Louvre today, you know, you could use these kind of devices to kind of take you away into that environment without, without leaving home, which I think is, is cool. It gives you more flexibility. Yeah. All right. The next one we're going to talk about is smartwatches. So we're going to start with your first pick here. The, um, the Garmin uh, Vivo yeah. Active. Yeah, and and I, I included kind of two choices with the the smartwatches. One for the the Apple fanatics, and then one you know if if you're an Android person, um, a little bit for both. I would say from a feature perspective, whether you go with the Apple Watch or the Garmin. It's it's going to be tit for tat, right? They they include a lot of the same, um, or a lot of similar uh, health tracking, activity tracking, sleep tracking features. There's some small variations. Yeah, Will, Will, Will's repping his uh, uh, Apple Watch, and 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 I have one as well, and really like it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of a lot of really cool things. I, I would say one thing that's really great about the Garmin specifically uh, that that I would say like a like a differentiator is the battery life. Yeah, um, the Garmin's have an incredible battery life. So, you know, if if you've uh, had an Apple Watch or if if you're just looking for a watch and you know that you want to have a battery that like literally lasts for days, this one is is going to be a better uh, better option than the uh uh apple watch well i beg to differ but (laughs) no but i I, the thing is is not everyone is in the apple ecosystem right and you know definitely you know i'm not taking sides necessarily although i think apple's better um i would say devices like this are amazing not only for you know for getting notifications taking calls doing this type of thing I, I yep. definitely think that the health aspect of these these kind of next generation of um, devices really are, are fantastic. When you have things like, you know, your uh, pulse oximeters built into your wrist, right? Being able to look at your your heart health, right, um, is really interesting. And even temperature, right? Some of these are actually having temperature sensors in the um, in the watches that make things really really interesting. And I've been using the Apple Watch you know, fitness as well, right? Uh, I've been using the Apple Watch since like the first version, right? And it's been, um, you know, an Apple Watch has been on my wrist literally every day since that time because I love, you know, getting information about my, my workouts, my my general health. And I literally have years of this data, um, you know, in logs, which, you know, is really interesting to look back on. Um, I use, so nothing, I, I, you know, I definitely like, love these devices and you're right. I've heard the Garmin's do have really good battery life. Um, I actually own, well, we both own uh, watches, right? Apple watches. And, uh, I do have, so I have an older Apple watch ultra, which I really like. And I didn't, I didn't really see the need to buy the, the ultra two this year. Usually I upgrade pretty you know i I do tiktok so i skip an edition then i'll you know get the next one unless it's something that is a must-have feature uh but i definitely think these um you know the apple watch 9 and if you're gonna buy one the ultra is the ultra is actually my favorite right i love the way it looks it is got all of the the health sensors and the thing i like about this one is it's really really durable um normally after I buy a watch like this, I'll ding it within like the first month. I'll I'll knock it against the door. I'll drop it. Something will happen. And then I get a scratch on my brand new Apple device. And, you know, after a a few hours of me, you know, using really weird expletives, um, you know, I get over it and, and life is good. You know, the first scratch is always the hardest, right? And then you get over it and then you just use it. But I will say the Apple Watch, man, it is so rugged. I've had this thing for well over a year, and it looks brand spanking new, like literally um, just as good as the day I bought it. So um, I love these devices. And it's because the Apple Watch Ultra is really marketed as a kind of extreme sports thing. So if you look at the website, they'll show you biking with it and going and climbing mountains. And you can even go scuba diving with this thing. So if you're an Apple person, uh, 
I I would really recommend this watch over like a a standard watch. Not that the standard watch is bad or anything, but uh, I do like the ruggedness. It is huge, <laughs> so keep that in mind. I would say always uh, go do your research whether you're doing something like the Garmin or an Apple Watch. You know, go to your local store, take a look at it, do your research, and find out what's best for you. Yeah. All right, let's. So anything else on the watches? No, we're going to move away right. from wearables. So, you know, goggles, we've talked about the, <laughs> the, the VR headsets and go to like just kind of home, uh, home cleaning. I used to have a, um, or I still have a uh, iRobot Roomba, um, but these are some of the newer ones. Uh, and, and this, this uh, kind of two in one that, that we're highlighting here, uh, it's cool because it's, a vacuum, which all of them do, but it also has a mop feature as well. Hmm. So, you know, you're automating your home cleaning, but you're, you're getting not only the vacuuming done, but, but also the mopping done and it will automatically avoid mopping carpet areas. So really it understands the difference between hard floor and, and carpet, which, which is really cool, right? If, if you're going to, have something that does mopping as well. You're not going to want want it to mop your carpet. Yeah, uh, and then it'll it will avoid obstacles like um, you know power cords or Ethernet cords or whatever you have, um, as well as pet waste. Uh, hmm. the, the last thing that you want is for there to be you know some pet yeah. waste in the house, and then your vacuum runs Mops over it, it and, just and smears it all over the floor. Smears it through through throughout your house. Um, so this one, but, this one, the one that you're talking about here, the J9, actually, uh, so they make, I, I haven't looked at Roomba in a while. Not that I don't want one. I just have been putting one, getting one off because I always want to get like the top of the line one. And then either when I go to buy it, they're out, out, either out of stock or I just never get around to do it. But this one I'll actually like because in the past they had bundles. And I think they actually still do have the bundle where you have like the, it's called the scuba and then the regular robot, and it was always two devices. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't have that much. You know, yeah. I have tile, and, you know, I do have some places where I'd want to mop, but I don't want to have two devices. But this one might be might be what we're looking for. There's two, actually. There's the J7 and the J9. The, the J9, I think, has the autofill feature, and the J7 doesn't. So it's it's a little bit more price conscious. Yeah, no, if you're going to buy a Roomba, whoops, if you're going to buy a Roomba, buy the top of the line. <laughs> I, and I like the fact that it does, um, it actually does, so you put water in it, I guess, and then it, uh, you tell it where it's, things it's are in the app. Solution that, that, um, the, and, and the J9, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the difference between the J9 and the J7 is this autofill feature. Um, so, old school Roombas like, like ours, the vacuum you would go. And then when uh, it would vacuum a few days and then when it was full, you would have to dump it out. <clears throat> Some of the newer Roomba versions, um, they have like an auto dump. So you don't have to mess with it. Um, and then in this case, they have an autofill for the, the mop portion. That's pretty cool. And this is also Wi-Fi enabled. Uh, it looks like you have an app that you can kind of design your floor plan and then turn it loose. 
and yep. it does its thing. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think this is something I'll have to take a look at because I've always wanted one. And I think these also work with like, I don't know if they work with HomeKit, but I know they work with like Alexa. Um, you I'm know, not sure. And um, those type of assistance. Look, it's even got like a speed, an air speed brake here. When it goes too fast, it pops it out and slows it down. <laughs> All right. Spoiler. Let's get one. <laughs> nice. Anything more about the, the, the Roomba? No. Uh, so segue, since, since we were just talking about pets and, and, and pet waste, uh, the next one is the Furbo 360 uh, dog camera. Uh, this obviously is for uh, people that, that have pets that also think technology is really cool. Um, and this one is specifically for people that, you know, are, are going to be gone a lot of the day, right? So if, if you don't work from home and you go into the office or if you're just, you know, uh, going out for the day, maybe, um, enjoying nice weather on the weekend or something. And, and your dog is, is at your apartment or, 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 or house or condo or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. This is a way for you to check on your dog, um, talk to your dog. Uh, so some of the features of this, <clears throat> there's a 1080, uh, full HD camera. Um, <clears throat> the, you have a 360 view, uh, would, you know, in the name of the product, but mm-hmm. basically it'll spin around and, and you can see throughout the, 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 the house. Um, and then there's a two way, um, there's real time two way audio. That's cool. So one of the things that it, it looks for specifically is, uh, barking alert. So if your dog is barking, it will alert you and let you know. Um, and then, you know, you can check on your dog and make sure everything's fine. <clears throat> but you can also, you know, check in on your dog periodically and using the two-way uh, audio, you can talk to your dog and you can also like uh, activate uh, the treat tosser. So, you know, gotcha. hey, come here, you know, whatever your dog's name is. Yeah. And then you can like, spit out a treat for it. Just a way for people to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, interact with their pets you know, while they're not at, not at the house and be able to check on them. Yeah, well, this actually would, would kind of fill two purposes, right? Because if you want a if you wanted a security camera in your house, which this yep. looks like, you know, it is 1080, 1080p, so it's a you know it's a pretty good camera. And the thing is, I like it that it rotates. Um, mm-hmm. That actually is pretty cool. So you know, from the security aspect, you know, now I don't think it's like a you know, it's probably meant to be inside only, which is fine. So you'd, you'd put it somewhere, maybe central part of your house or somewhere your dog's going to be. Uh, but I think it's also kind of cool to, if you wanted to see, hey, show me motion that's going on in the house, that may be kind of cool thing. And I like the fact it has like a treat dispenser. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can like call your dog over and, um, you know, <clears throat> do that. My dog would probably completely, like my dog's a greyhound and he, he would like just be, I don't think he would dig this, but I think many dogs would, and this might be kind of cool. All right. Very so what, nice. what do you have? What, what, what's so your list? So I've got... Tech gifts. Tech gifts. Not that these aren't tech gifts. Yours are good, Faisley. But I, um, I kind of look at stuff that either I own now or am going to buy or have ordered, or have ordered already. Um... I love home lab stuff, right? So, you know, when you work in IT or data center, you know, you definitely want to 
play with this stuff and, and not worrying about breaking something at work. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, what are the things you wanted to try and do with a server, but you were always too scared to really try, right? Or, or software or something like that. So having a home lab is really something that a lot of people do who work in, you know, IT or tech, right? So one of, and I'm going to give a shameless plug for one of my all-time uh, favorite sites for setting up and getting suggestions for home labs, right? Is William Lamb, William Lamb. And he does, um, on his williamlamb.com, he has a whole home lab section about every product he's tested uh, to run as a home lab. Now, most of these are going to be, you know, he does work for VMware, right? So these are going to be VMware-centric kind of labs, Um where you're running, you know, something to run ESXi on or, you know, maybe Fusion or something like this. But this is a very good site for looking at gear if you want to put together a home lab, right? Yeah. Um, I don't do and as much, a, huh? And, and that's a big hurdle for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe they want to start a home lab, but it's like, where, where do I start? Right, right. right. Well, where, where this is, is helpful. Yeah, it's like, where do I start? And if I want to start doing a home lab, a lot of times it's hard to get the funding. Like if you're doing it at work, right? It, usually getting servers or, you know, a very valuable commodity right now and, and to say, hey, I need two or three servers that I just want to play with for the next 10 months or a year or whatever can sometimes be hard to come by, right? Plus... If you want to get your hands dirty, like actually put together gear, uh, doing it at home is kind of cool. Do it on the weekend and you can kind of do what you want with it. So based upon things that I either previously own, own now, or looking at purchasing, here's my list. All right. Uh, now, this the first one here I don't think is actually mentioned on um, williamshomelab.com uh, site, but this is one that I do love um and you know you may you may disagree with me but uh let's start with the network right so for Mm -hmm. me uh i've switched away from you know your your normal asus you know netgear linksys um home routers right and i've switched i guess almost a year now i've been running the ubiquity uh dream router which is this little little puppy right here, right? It's basically, <laughs> it, it looks like, you know, not much. It looks like a little, you know, little Apple-esque type device. Doesn't look like it does much, right? It's just a little, you know, device. But this thing actually runs uh, Ubiquity's network application, right? So you're really getting a lot of tech in a very small device that, you know, you don't necessarily have to rack mount. You don't have to, like, you know, do a bunch of work. Um, and aesthetically, you know, if you have your spouse, it's like, why do I have a, you know, a half rack in our closet? Um, maybe this is the device for you. It is for me. Um, there are pros and cons, but let's talk about this, right? So this is a router. It also uh, supports Wi-Fi 6, so you have, you know, it's not Wi-Fi 6E, which is the latest, greatest, but it's Wi-Fi 6, right? And does a good job of, of um, holding a connection. Uh, 
Uh, the thing I like about this guy is, number one, uh, the network applications support things like VLANs. You have uh, a four-port switch here on the back that actually has two ports or power over Ethernet, which you typically don't get in, well, maybe you do now, but in the past, that was unheard of to find on a, a you know small home office you know router yeah. you get at Best Buy, right? Um, yeah. So you get two uh, Wi-Fi, uh, power over Ethernet. You get two gigabit standard ports. And the thing I like about this is it, it not only supports the network feature, but it supports things like cameras. You know, if you're in the Ubiquiti ecosystem, supports cameras. Uh, it also has the ability to do um, network switches that are power over Ethernet. So if you want to run a couple of network switches, which I actually have in my house now, um, the little small, um, I think they're four eight-port switches, and they're dirt cheap. I mean, they're like, I think I bought my four-port switch because I needed a few more ports in the back. Uh, I think it was 29 bucks, and it supports wow. PPOE, and it's managed. So I can literally, from my mobile device or, or, or from the console, you know, from the web portal, I can turn on and off um, ports. I can look at statistics. But the thing I really like about this is it's really secure. So with the network application, this not only does your normal NAT routing, you know, that type of thing, it supports intrusion detection, intrusion prevention, which yeah. is really cool. So you can do things like block countries. You can see what, um, what types of traffic are running on your, is running on your network. Uh, you can look and see what device is going where. Like, right, maybe you have some kind of weird website because it'll actually log the website, your, your track, you know, the trap, the type of traffic. So if you want to see, let me see what devices are using Netflix or, you know, whatever, Call of Duty or something like that. It actually looks at the type of traffic that's going in and out of it and uh, logs it. So it gives you a lot of visibility into your network. And, and I like that. One of my favorite things about what, they've done with these is it's it's really quite simple to set up right like you don't have to learn some type of cli or you know be be really proficient in networking or uh network security like understanding firewalls to be able to set up one of these yeah. so they they put it in a pretty simplistic easy to learn um you know, methodology to set them up. And it's, and it's pretty quick from what I understand. It's I've, very, I've set up a few, but yeah. um, quite quick. It, it, yeah. These things, and, and you hit the nail on the head. This is for someone who maybe they want to learn, you know, routing techniques. Maybe they do want to learn how to set up VLANs, but yet they, they kind of don't know how to do it necessarily themselves. This device that I like, one of the things I like about this, literally once you unpack it, turn it on and plug it into your internet literally within, I mean, excluding time it takes for to auto update itself. I mean, five, 10 minutes and you're, you're, you've replaced your home router, right? And then as you start tinkering around with it, you start learning about, oh, wait a second, I can turn on intrusion detection. And you start to slowly learn what this device does. And the thing I absolutely love is the um, user interface and also the mobile app for, for this device is just 
beautiful, right? It's so easy to use, and you tend to want to play around with it and learn more uh, about networking just from using the device. Now, the one thing I will say, and it's cheap, it's $199, so literally it is you know, in some cases, cheaper than going down to your local Best Buy and buying the latest Asus router, right? So, you know, take a look at this one. This is one of my favorites. That being said, I will say for this Christmas season, uh, I would, you know, one of the things I would take a look at is this device. Now, this is a, this will be my next one <laughs> because the one thing I don't like about the dream router is if you have high-speed internet so if you have um gigabit internet at your at your house right which many people these days are doing uh when you turn on intrusion detection intrusion prevention that kind of takes a little hit on your performance okay and the the cpu the processor in the dream router many have said is isn't quite capable of giving you the the highest bandwidth going up and down right if if you have gigabit or faster right because now five gigabits rolling out in many places so if you were wanting to venture out into something a little more hefty this would be the device and um the dream router is like 199 this guy is on sale now for like 299 and now the thing is to remember is it does not support it does not have wi-fi built into it it is just a router and um and firewall gateway okay so you will need to think about okay i'll need at least one access point right and you can buy um the unify the ubiquity access points uh and add on to this which then themselves are still pretty cheap right um now, this thing is a different animal. This thing supports, you know, SPF ports. It has up to 10, 10 gig SPF ports. These are... SFP. Um, SFP, I'm sorry. These are all um, gigabit PPOE ports, right? So it is really, you know, it's it's really... I think it's geared for... <laughs> I think it's geared for, like, your home off, you know, like your office. But I would say... Um, the next one I buy, the next router I buy will be one of these devices, right? And, and you see here, it supports throughput up to 10 gigabit ethernet or internet, I think is your, your WAN port supports 10 gig, you know, which is really cool. And it's, it's a full 10 gig or it's a full gig when you plug it in, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're, this is starting to blur the line a little bit between like home use and like what a small business could actually utilize. Yeah. Right. But look at the price. Um, it's like $279 on sale yeah, now. Now it yeah. says sold out, but I think if you go to Amazon, you can find them on Amazon or other places on the web. All right, so that's enough about that. Uh, the next thing that I will talk about, since we're talking about home lab, is you need some compute. So um, I, I'm a fan of these Nooks. I've actually been looking at the, uh, the Nook, um, the 13 Pro, this guy here. And this is basically, and we'll, we'll kind of go through this one pretty quick. This is just a computer. <laughs> okay. And what many people do when they, um, they're starting their first home lab is they need something for compute. And this is it. So this is, this little guy supports, uh, ESXi eight, 
Uh, it supports vSAN if you have multiple um, multiple nooks, which is really cool if you're trying to do storage and do you know your whole hyperconverged thing. It supports uh, iSCSI as well as local storage, so you can stick some NVMe uh, sticks in there if you want local storage. Um, it also supports Thunderbolt, so if you needed external drives, that's possible as well. And it is on the uh, William Lab William Lamb uh, Home Lab list, right? The Nook 13 Pro. Now there, there's other ones here, of course, that kind of go down in price. So you know, if you're looking around, um, take a look at that. This particular one I'm looking at actually comes with um, it's for it's 700 bucks, but it comes with um, 512 gigs of of SSD storage and 16 gig of RAM. So if you're wanting to get started with VMware ESX, um, this will definitely allow you to run a couple of VMs, maybe some Linux VMs, and your um, your vCenter server. All right. So you've got network, you've got compute. The next thing you need is storage. And I will say I'm a fan of Synologies. Um, I've actually um, I've actually own a uh, a disk station an older disk station it's the 916 plus but that thing has run rock solid for i mean almost 10 years all right wow i probably need to upgrade it <laughs> i upgrade the drives when they fail but um these devices i absolutely love so basically it's storage now this is a cheaper solution this one i think starts the two bay version is about 445 something like this you can probably find it cheaper at various places. But this, this supports uh, two redundant drives. So you would run typically want to run this as a mirror. And then it supports things like um, iSCSI. So for your for if you're doing iSCSI connections to your ESX host, it also supports NFS, which I think actually is the preferred method uh, if you look at William Lamb's website. I think there may see be some issues with doing block, you know, iSCSI with block. But um a lot of people will run NFS, right? So they'll maybe have a volume for their lab, for their ESX hosts, but then also use it for other things. Maybe you want to back up your Mac or PC. Maybe you want to run things like a Plex server, things like this. So I like these devices that allow you to do your home lab, allow you to do your um, you know, learning and things like this, but also allows you to have some fun, right? Maybe you want to have a Plex server and play around with uh, video streaming. This is this is really a good device. Um, it supports 2.5 inch drives. You can either run uh, hard drives like HDDs or also uh, 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 solid state, so SSDs. It also has NVMe caching if you want to put some caching in there. There you go, your, your cache drives. And it does support um, VMware. So it is on the list for um, if you want to run a home server. I think I have the HCL here somewhere. Let's take a look. Uh, here we go. This is the um, this is like the full skinny on the device, uh, and it does support uh, VMware. So I, I really like these. I'm not sure if you have anything like this at home, Faisley, but um, I, I love having a, a little NAS at home. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, this is two drives, you know, this keeps the cost down. However, if you're wanting to beef things up a little bit, they do make a, um, they do make a four bay 
and, and that's actually what I would what I would recommend. I would get a four bay. The thing to remember is when you're specking these out, make sure that you get one that has the, uh, the little. You see the plus here. Typically, mm -hmm. that'll give you some of the enterprise features like iSCSI and, and, and NFS and things like that. I think some of them do it anyway, but when you're looking, make sure you see a plus here and then also check the compatibility list to, um, to see here what type of virtualization it supports. So you'll notice here this thing supports VMware vSphere, Hyper-V, Citrix, OpenStack, Kubernetes. So it's a full stack um, little device. Right. The thing I like about Synologies is what's called the DSM, the the Disk Storage Manager. Basically, it's the applications, the brains of the device that lets you run a plethora of storage-based applications on this. So I mentioned Plex, I mentioned iSCSI NFS, but it also has the ability to run Docker, Kubernetes, um, a mail server, even all on this device. Pretty cool stuff. I think, right. I think one important takeaway here is you, you talked about the Dream Router, you talked about the Intel Nook, you talked about the Synology, is scale, right? Yeah. Like people don't have to go with the the four bay. They can get they can get away with the two. They don't have to, you know, do what's best for you, right? If if you're building a a, a home lab, you can get away with some, you know, uh some of the cheaper, less, less powerful stuff, but <laughs> yeah, but, but Faisley, come on, you need, <laughs> you need the excess plus. It ultimately depends on what you're trying to do with your home lab, right? Sometimes you, what you're trying to do necessitates having something a little bit beefier. So, I mean, who at home, on. who at home doesn't need like, you know, a, a, what is this? One, two, three. It's a twelve bay storage array with like a poop ton of storage. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's that's my that's kind of my take for home lab. You've got your network, you've got your compute, you've got your storage. Now you just need some education, right? And, and that's kind of going to go into mine. Uh, we're going to do a little lightning round here. So I've always been a fan of Pluralsight. I've used them before in the past. I don't have an active subscription now, but this is really good for IT professionals to learn their chops, right? This is a self-paced study um, website that uh, has... Two different flavors. One is standard, which is, I think, very, very affordable. And then there's the the more uh, pricey version that literally gives you access to everything, including uh, hands-on lab, um, uh, self-assessments, and, and this. So I, I really think these are really, really good. The standard is $2.99 a year. The premium, which gives you access to everything, is um, four forty nine a year, but I highly think this is um, this gives you just so much information to take these courses and get you prepped for doing industry certifications, right? Which in our our field is I think critical, right, to, for success. Have you ever yeah, used? Plural size. Yeah, but um, my team actually had. Five years ago, we, we, we had a mm -hmm. subscription to it and, and used it a ton. Um, I, I will also say if somebody's 
<clears throat> looking specifically for cybersecurity. They they do have some or a, a good bit of cybersecurity within Pluralsight, but if you're specifically set on cybersecurity, uh, there's a similar uh, outfit called Cybrary IT. Mm. Um, tons of basically exclusively cybersecurity content, but very similar, you know, self-paced courses. Uh, really cool stuff. That's cool. So, um, Pluralsight does have cybersecurity courses, but if you're wanting to maybe take a deeper dive, then look, you know, if you want to focus solely on, on cybersecurity, I think maybe the site you had mentioned is, is preferable. If you're wanting to kind of stick your toe into all facets of it, but not only all it, I think there's also like business courses. There's courses on AI, um, you know, cloud, I think it's really, this is more of a well-rounded, um, solution, right? Anyway, it's just our opinion. Uh, the next one I'll talk about is, and this is what I'm doing now. Uh, this is, these are the MIT X, um, online catalog. These are actually affiliated with MIT. So, uh, if you get a, um, if you go through the, the course, which actually are free, so if you want to just take a course, it's free to take. And I'm actually taking this one now, which is uh, kind of a primer to AI, actually understanding and having practical use of AI. So this one here um, is the one I'm taking now. So it's free to take. And if you want to get a certification track where uh, you do have exams, there's, there's tests, um, this one is like $49, which still is pretty cheap, right? That's very cheap. Um, yeah. And I'm doing this yeah, now, after, and I'm telling you, it is you it is not easy, <laughs> huh? After you were talking about this earlier this week, um, I'm definitely going to enroll in this. Not not this particular class, but um, it's just it's a great uh, resource, right? Like yeah. like you said, you're you're taking courses <clears throat> affiliated with MIT, one of the most prestigious universities in the world. Um, for, for free, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, a very small fee if, if you're looking to get a certification out of it. Yeah. And, and I, like I said, it is really good. And, and it's not easy. The one I'm taking now, this Mind and Machines, Minds and Machines course, man, it is, it is pretty deep. Um, it goes into fundamentals of, of definitely like philosophy, but also logic and learning how to, uh, how different types of inferences, premises, conclusions kind of are put together and, um, you have some homework to do. So it actually is really kind of in depth and boy, I haven't had a course this, this detailed and this taxing since I was like in college. So definitely like that. All right. So the next one is VMware, um, VMUG advantage. This one I will always say is of value. Uh, VMUG is basically the VMware users group, um, kind of offering. Uh, it is free to join and you can have access to, uh, your user conferences, your virtual events, uh, local, com- you know, know when local community meetings are happening, which I think is very, very good. If you're learning, um, if you're a seasoned professional or even starting out, being able to network with your peers locally is just fantastic. So, I, I urge you to support your local VMUG and attend a meeting today. Um, but this gives you access to all of that. The, the advantage piece actually is really cool because the thing I like about it is you get licensing. <laughs> so you get 365 days of um, 
of VMware Evaluation Licensing. And this gives you access to things like vSphere, uh, you know, your vCenter server, uh, Cloud Foundation, uh, Tanzu, uh, even vCloud Director. If you want to play around with cloud, you can get the licenses for all that. You know, networking and security, so your NSX uh, piece, vRealize, vSAN, uh, and you get this free for a year, and then when you um, renew, you get it again. It's not just licensing. You actually have access to um, a discount on training courses, including VMworld, which I urge everyone to at least go to one VMworld in the near future. Um, and then VMware Test Drive, which if you didn't have a home lab necessarily at home, this gives you access to that. All right. So... Uh, these are these are learning courses that I definitely think are value. We're going to have a couple. Let's do a speed round. These are going to be not IT related, but these are my fun fun things, basically. Okay, because I have a meeting here. Right. <laughs> have a meeting here coming up in a minute. Uh, everyone needs a high tech wallet. I'm a fan of these Snap wallets. These are basically modular wallet kits, so you can hold your cards, your cash, even if you needed a box opener or beer bottle opener. You're there. Um, Really kind of cool. Slim. They're very, very slim. Very, um, you know, it's something you want to continue to play with, right? They're really cool. So I would definitely say those are, this is really my favorite for, for these. And then uh, I'm a fan of, of all things Apple, but, and I have Apple AirTag on everything. But if you're wanting something that goes in a wallet that's even smaller, something that's wafer thin, this is the one you should look for, right? This is basically compatible with Apple Find My Network as well as working with Android. So you've got all your bases covered. Uh, it is. It does have a small battery inside. The downside is the battery is not user replaceable. So after the battery runs out, which has about a two year um, battery life, you ship it back to them. They give you a discount on the next one. So that's my place there. And then, of course, uh, everyone needs storage. Maybe you don't want a whole SAN at home or NAS. I love these little uh, Samsung um, T9 devices. This is the latest offering from Samsung. Two, uh, four terabyte USB 3.2. It's not Thunderbolt, but it's pretty darn fast. These are my favorite. And then, of course, my favorite for, for reality headset is the apple vision bro this is quite the stopping stocking stuffer <laughs> it's a little bit pricey and it won't be out till next year so it won't be a christmas gift but um this thing is crazy cool so all right michael i think that wraps it up yeah. wraps it up I, I i hope everybody enjoyed it you know kind of something different uh here coming into the holidays with this tech uh tech gift guide but yeah all right guys enjoyed it Find us on um, Apple Podcasts. Also, check out our web points, uh, our web points, our our Dark Points website, where we have a list of our podcasts there. And uh, be prepared on and be on the lookout for the next podcast. It will have. Uh, I think we're going to talk about channel partners. Might channel be cool. Partners, yep. All right, everyone. Have a good rest of the week. Take care.